Welcome to the best kept secret video cast and podcast from Centricity. If you're a B2B service professional, use our five-step process to go from the grind of chasing every sale to keeping your pipeline full with prospects knocking on your door to buy from you. We give you the freedom of time and a life outside of your business. Each episode features an executive from a B2B services company sharing their provocative perspective on an opportunity that many of their clients are missing out on. It's how we teach our clients to get executive decision makers to buy without being salesy or spammy. Here's our host, the co-founder and CEO of Centricity, Jay Kingley. I'm Jay Kingley, co-founder and CEO of Centricity. Welcome to our show, where our guests share their provocative perspective on what their target market is missing out on. I'm happy to welcome to the show, Stephanie Kansian, founder of Say It Simply Productions. Stephanie helps creative small business owners with simple, sustainable, and successful email marketing strategies. Stephanie is based in East Windsor, New Jersey. Welcome to the show, Stephanie. Thank you very much for having me, Jay. Stephanie, one of the banes of modern business existence is email. I don't know anyone who is a business owner who's been around for a while who doesn't get absolutely flooded every single day by email. I know myself, I'm probably upwards of 200 plus emails every day, and that doesn't count for all the ones that I have automatically going to spam. So I am a what is called a time-starved executive. Each email has to compete for my attention. What stuns me is how the overwhelming majority of them are so poorly written, so ineffective. So I have no idea what you're trying to say. It is such a waste of my time. You know, a chunk of the new ones every day, I just put to spam and say, put any future things to spam because it clearly is just so substandard, so such low quality. And, and if you think about it, you know, you're either going to look at that email and you're going to say, wow, this has captured my attention. I'm going to read it, right? You're going to glance at that title and what uh, I think in the media business they call above the fold, the part that is visible without me having to scroll and, and say, do I read it? Do I bin it? Do I put it into spam? And the percentage, I know that I read a lot of my uh, colleagues and other people I know in business is an exceedingly small percentage. Stephanie, I have to ask you, why do people send out sets poorly written, useless emails and just flood our inboxes? It's a great question. A lot of these companies, um, a lot of people don't clearly define the purpose of their email when they start their email campaigns or even when they start the email themselves. Um, they think that having an email list is just a way to advertise, and it's not. You have to bring value to the person who's reading the email. Stephanie, do you know anyone who says, I love getting emails which more or less are just spam that have no quality? I don't know a single person who says that. <laughs> I, I'm just surprised, and maybe you have some insight into the thought process of somebody who would spend their time be paying one of these email blast services, maybe buying email lists so they're laying out some cash to do something that's going to have such a low return. But forget the low return. Piss so many people off. Like, 
What are they thinking? They're not thinking. They're not thinking of their ideal reader. They're not thinking of their ideal client or customer. It's honestly, it's marketing 101. If you want to send out a message, you have to focus on one person and deliver value. It requires you kind of taking yourself out of what you're sending and focusing entirely on who you're sending it to, the value that you're delivering to them. And that's going to transform that relationship between you and the, the receiver. I, I love that. And that makes so much sense. At a strategic level, what is the right way to tackle this issue of wanting to have a direct line to my clients and my prospects, wanting to use the tactic of email marketing, assuming it's consistent with your strategy? You know, What's the right way that you go about it? What's the right way to think about doing it correctly? You have to think from the perspective of your reader. Regardless of how many people that you are sending this email out to, there's only one person on the other side of that screen. So it doesn't matter if your email list is 20 or 20,000. If you're sending out an email and you're sending it out to with your ideal reader in mind, you have a better opportunity to get that email in front of more eyeballs simply from a, a human to human perspective. Now, I, I think in marketing speak, they call that your persona, that ideal uh, client that you're trying to target. Stephanie, how often is it that you've got to consider that you may have more than one persona in that email list, which I would think would imply needing to create different messages for each of those personas or ideal people that you are writing this for. Is that how's that match your experience? That's absolutely true. And with certain things you can do with email lists, such as segmentation, you can actually use a data-driven um, analytics to determine who these readers are and what they value and what gets in front of their eyeballs more often. So if you are a business that provides an array of services, you can sort of target your messaging, target your emails towards those segments, and then have a better chance, again, of speaking to that one person who just happens to be a kind of amalgam of a lot of different people. So this is actually a great segue to uh, what I'm going to go to next, because I'm inferring in what you're saying that the return on investment of the incremental time and effort that you're going to put in to segment your list and then create targeted messages for each segment rather than create one message that I'm going to send to everybody that speaks to nobody, that that incremental investment is very high. So what I'd like you to do is, well, you know, confirm that. But let's talk about the benefits to a business from doing exactly what you're saying. So if you have segmented audience and you know that out of your, let's work with even numbers here, out of 10,000 emails that you have, 2,000 of them are are your client type A, and the other 8,000 of them are like client type B, and you know that a specific message will go well with client type A, you can tailor that message, send it to that segment. Client type B, you know, it's your biggest audience. You can kind of tender, uh, kind of, <laughs> you can kind of have a more generalized, less specialized message for them. And then again, use that data to see what's getting in front of their eyeballs, what's getting their attention and tailor your message even more. 
So knowing your ideal reader, and you might have several ideal readers, you want to tailor those messages to deliver value to them. It does take a little bit of an initial time investment. But once you start getting those data returns, once you start seeing those percentage increases on engagement and click-throughs, that's where it all becomes a more relationship and less of a exchange of just electronic words. Stephanie, let's pick a, a very basic metric that a lot of people focus on, which is, uh, I believe it goes by the uh, term open rates, which is really who has looked at the email. Because if they don't look at it, then it's, uh, it's a total waste. Do you have any information on open rights and what the differences is if you do your segmented approach that you're advocating versus the one size fits all? course. So your average industry open rate is about 20%, meaning that again, if you have 10,000 people on your email list, if you're getting 2,000 of those people just to open the email, that's your industry average. As a small business, especially for creatives and especially for solo proprietors, they want a higher percentage of people seeing these emails. So the idea is to be above average. When you do something like target segmentation, you start really analyzing this data and you start encouraging engagement from your audience in a way that provides value for them and that they can deliver value back to you, that that engagement rate goes up and it becomes more of a relationship marketing tactic. It becomes more of a relationship between your company and your clients. In, any sense or any examples of how much above 20 you, you can see on that metric? One of my clients um, went from a 25% open rate for her email uh, list to about a 45% open rate in only a couple months, just because we were able to kind of look at her readership, determine what really caught their attention and start tailoring those messages more to that audience to deliver value that they were not only expecting, but that they really derived value from. So they kept looking at her emails whenever she would send them out. I mean, that's a huge improvement that's going to absolutely flow through all the way to your bottom line. Well, let's talk for a moment about uh, the other type of benefit. I think what you talked about, the, the change in open rates and effectiveness, uh, really speaks to the importance of segmenting and writing the uh, different messages and, and going beyond just having different messages, but making sure you are writing them so that they are delivering value to that in intended audience, because this importance will get people to engage. But as the old saying goes, engagement isn't quite buying. In order to buy, you know, we have to really hit that urgency point, which tends to be driven by emotion. So let's talk about like that business owner that uh, you're working with emotionally when they're out with a one size fits all. Uh, spamming the world, I'm sure getting nasty responses from some people who says, why are you sending me this? Take me off your list. I'm sure some of those can be quite colorful, none of which is going to make you feel particularly good as a human being, to really adding value and having it appreciated by a fair percentage of the people who are receiving it. What's that do for you in terms of your emotional state? As a person with email, <laughs> a lot of people, especially right now, are very emotionally charged. 
um, between news channels announcing everything going on up to the minute, they want to be able to control and feel safe with what is theirs. And their email address is something that they can control. So that little feeling of clicking unsubscribe or saying, you know, take me off your list or anything like that, that's them keeping themselves safe. It's an emotional response. So sending an email, that's good news. Sending an email, that's something they can use to kind of enjoy life or seize the day or, you know, a product that can really help them that's going to speak to not to fear mongering, not to any of that, but to something more positive and value driven in their lives, they are more than likely to open that. Um, when you get your regular mail, you always want to end, you always open up like the family greeting card first before the bills. It's the same thing in email. You want to open the thing that you know is going to give you some positive feeling first. Well, I think you have articulated some very compelling reasons to move to this targeted, segmented, uh, value-driven approach to your email marketing. So let's uh, talk about how, if I'm that business owner, what are the steps that I need to take to implement what you're advocating? First step, marketing 101, know your ideal customer, know your ideal reader, your, know your ideal client. And they might be somebody who are completely different from you. So you have to, as a business owner, remove yourself from the equation and focus on who it is that you want to deliver value to. The second thing is, if you have your email list already, that's great. If you're just getting started, you have to know what exactly email is going to play in your overall business plan. It's going to have a clear message. It's going to have to have a clear direction because you are going to base every email campaign around that one job that your email marketing has. If you are planning for like the next three to six months, you always want to have that ahead of time. So, and the good part about planning all of this ahead of time is that you have time to change things as new things arise. So the world is constantly changing. Messages are constantly changing. Your business is going to be constantly changing. So having a schedule and having a kind of a buffer zone where you can go in, design a campaign and change it if need be and have that ready to go so it seems flawless to your readers, that is a very important step that you have to build into your business time before you can start sending out your first emails. We all receive emails. And let's be honest, a lot of us for our business are using outbound email marketing tactics. Most of us aren't getting the results because we aren't doing what Stephanie is advocating. So Stephanie, thank you so much for sharing your insight and your perspective on the right way to do email marketing. Now, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to learn a bit more about Stephanie. Are you wondering how much longer you have to grind and chase for every lead conversation and client? Would you like clients to knock on your door so you no longer have to pitch, follow up, and spam decision makers? Well, Centricity's Category 1 program uses a proven five-step process that will help you get in front of the decision makers you need by spending less time doing all the things you hate. It's not cold calling, cold email, cold outreach on LinkedIn or any other social media, or even spending money on ads, but it does have a 35 times higher ROI than any of those things, leveraging your expertise and insights at your prospects and network value. 
The best part, even though you'll see results in 90 days, you get to work with the Centricity team for an entire year to make sure you have all the pieces in place and working so you can start having freedom of time and a life outside of your business. So email time at centricityb2b.com to schedule an 18-minute call to learn more. Welcome back. We're talking to Stephanie Kansian of Say It Simply Productions. Let's find out a bit more about Stephanie. Stephanie, let me start. Talk to us about the pain points that you get rid of for your clients and why they need you to get rid of the pain. A lot of my clients are creative small business owners. So they're very used to being in a creative mindset and really tapped into their feelings and how they see the world. And with email marketing, like I've said, you've got to take yourself out of the equation. So I'm kind of that extra set of eyes where they kind of show me what they're doing. I say, all right, but here's your ideal leader. Like here's your ideal client. Here's your ideal customer. What do they want? and then set them up on a schedule, make it consistent, and teach them how to understand the data that they get back. Because again, they're creative, they, you know, they kind of send things out and kind of hope for the best. But understanding the data really tells a more complete story. And that's something that they find incredibly valuable with regards to improving and their email marketing and improving the relationship with their email readers. Stephanie, I've never met a business owner who's engaged someone like yourself who says, the reason that I work with Stephanie is because she's the most average person I know. Oh, I was looking for someone mediocre and there it was. That's the reason I hired her. Of course, you are the company you keep and therefore you believe you're the best. You want to work with the best. So Stephanie, let's understand why you're the best. I want to know what makes you great at what you do. I am a huge lifelong learner. And not only am I a lifelong learner, which means I am constantly learning and growing my knowledge, keeping up to date on what's going on, new trends, new technologies, all of which I'm interested in. But I believe in my core that teaching people to be empowered in what they do is the best way to not only run a business, but to maintain client relations and just make happier people overall. So with my clients, not only am I showing them how their email marketing can be better, I'm teaching them the steps that they can use, even if I'm not around, to keep that flow going. So I spent years mentoring, coaching, training across the board on so many different types of people. It's amazing. (laughs) 20 years in retail will do that. But eventually, this is what I've come to love. I love working with people and I love teaching a skill and a mindset that can improve this area of their business. Well, I encourage everyone to go to LinkedIn, look up Stephanie. You can see all that retail experience and how she made her pivot and all sorts of other things about her professionally. But Stephanie, I want to know something that you'll never find on LinkedIn. And that is this. I want to know what happened in your life that would most explain why you do what you do. I was put in charge of a massive email list uh, for marketing for a company. And the company up until that point, I looked at their past emails and all of their emails were just incredibly spammy, not well worded, not well written. And the company had a great product. They had great service. And this was not representational of the company. So I started kind of 
again, learning the ropes, learning how to make things apply to the company, make sure the brand voice was on target and started sending out emails to their massive, massive list. And over time with consistency and with constantly revisiting this data, I started to increase their engagement rate. And this just proved to me that being more human when creating the email led to more humans reading the email. So that is kind of where I realized, oh, this is something that I love. This is something I can really help with. Stephanie, you've, uh, I think, really opened up a lot of eyes and have really illustrated the potential for how powerful this channel can be for your business. So I have no doubt we've got a lot of people in our audience that would love to continue the conversation with you. What is the best way for people to get in touch? My website is always open at sayitsimplyproductions.com. Um, you can also email me at stephanie at sayitsimplyproductions.com or my phone number, which will be in the show notes, I hope. Uh, Stephanie, you are on the money there. We will put all your contact information along with your LinkedIn address in the show notes and as an insert into the video. So fabulous job today. I think you've really done a lot for our listeners. And I, I know that uh, I was lucky to be able to get you on. And I'm sure there are those that are doing their own B2B shows that are like, ah, oh, I wish I had Stephanie on for a guest. She was so amazing. And yet I sit here and I say, you were good but you can do better. And I'm going to get the most out of you as I can on behalf of the listeners who I love and adore. So this is what I want, Stephanie, on behalf of my listeners. How about a little gift, something that will sweeten the pot on top of all the great content you've given today? All right, Jay, um, we can do a free 15-minute consultation available through my website and... $40 off a one-month email marketing coaching package, as long as they mention your show, Centricity. I know a lot of people out there are absolutely going to take you up on that very kind gift that you are offering. Stephanie, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. To my audience, let's continue to crush it out there. Until next time. 